motherfucker that only sleeps too It doesn't matter just what I do The more you wash up in the farther away it gets And I'm spending all my time thinking about this And now I'm writing it down Cause I'm hoping it'll stick Welcome to They Them Theirs, a monthly non-binary talk show. We're here, we're all queer, and we're gonna talk about shit. My name is Rain, my pronouns are they, them. My name is Casey, and I like to complicate things. (laughs) Damn it! I was so ready! (laughs) Sorry! Uh, And I'm Harry Ann, I use she or they. Mm, Very good. You know... Hello! (laughs) Hey! What's up, Casey? I was just gonna say that I have had the the that song Carrie Ann stuck in my head the entire time that we've been planning this podcast. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's all right. I don't know that song. You don't know it. It's this like extremely British song. You should look it up. It's. <laughs> it sounds like one of those songs that I know, but I don't know that I know. Yeah, it's one of those. I mean, it's there's this one part where it's like. There's this part where where the guy singing is like, you play the monitor, I'll play the janitor. And it's just like, it's so, <laughs> I can't, it's so embarrassing. It's <laughs> Doing an accent now feels incredibly disrespectful. <laughs> oh, sorry. I mean, I know it wasn't good or anything, but that's what the no, song it, sounds like. It would be disrespectful if it wasn't so incredibly accurate, like painfully so. Yeah, 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 yeah. So where where are you from? Uh, my house, um, let me think. <laughs> so I'm originally from Beedale, North Yorkshire. Tiny place, no trains, sheep outnumber the people, don't look into it too hard. Um, but I live in Leeds now, also North Yorkshire, and I do not sound like it, and I apologise to everyone listening who thinks that I'm a fake already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh I, shit, imposter I... syndrome! Yeah. <laughs> Come again! <laughs> What, you're trans and you have imposter syndrome? I know, oh, what likely. are the odds? In this under, economy? I don't understand. Can't relate. Yeah. How is it there? You... Warm um, at the moment. Mm-hmm. Like, transness-wise, up and down. Like, there's a lot of good happening, and then in the media there's a lot of bad happening. So, you know, yeah, pretty similar yeah. from what I understand. Yeah, mm. yeah. So there's, like, flags all over the place, but people are still, like, voting shitty. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, to be like, we're totally cool with queer rights. Okay, have you tried not voting for this person who isn't? What? (laughs) That involves research, no. We're just voting for the people we've always voted for. Just because the flag looks so cool, that doesn't mean you get to hang it if you still suck. That's what I think. Right. I don't want to see any more pride flags hanging up in new businesses. I just want to see your voting records pasted up in the front door. (laughs) I get so pissed off when the Leeds City Centre gets covered in pride flags because very frequently you can look at the windows and be like, we're proud of our team or we're proud of all of you. And they're like, if you can say gay or LGBT or trans somewhere in that. I will be more likely to believe you than we're proud of proud, proud, great, love pride. I love a rainbow. How about you? We're proud of pride. That's so funny. We're proud to be so proud of being proud of pride. It's like, oh, get in the seat. That's incredible. Like, if your bank just have, we're not shit to trans customers, change your name with ease. Like, do it. It's not hard. Yeah, yeah, God, that would be really great if brands actually, like, did things that benefited. (laughs) 
yeah, yeah. Queer, we- queer people during Pride. It's funny that Nep that has just never occurred to me as the thing that would happen. Because <laughs> it never has happened with any like. No, they just they just changed their logos, their PFPs and things. Yeah, but how cool would it be if a bank really was like that? Like we we do name change stuff real good, everybody. I would be I would be so interested in a, just a bank completely run by trans people. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> It would only be open for like three days a week. <laughs> like... It's just open on Wednesdays for like five hours. That's it. Sign in the doorway. Like we can't open today. Uh, Zan has turned in sick. And that's like half our staff. <laughs> uh, Cedar gave away all our money to a mutual aid fund. So we had to close. A perfect institution. Oh, Not I open today. Them. We're currently protesting a different bank. <laughs> yes. I mean, I would sign I, up for that bank if I saw that sign. Absolutely. I would too. I love this imaginary bank. Yeah. It's very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like I, I for- want. I want like the the good side of troll culture to like enter corporate America. You know, like businesses that like that suck as businesses, I guess, or like that are are specifically designed to like illustrate the uh the terribleness of other businesses. You know? A protest like a bus- business. Like yes. a protest like a business shit post. <laughs> <laughs> like like I always I dream and dream and dream of like having enough money to like build a decent, like low income housing structure around here. <laughs> Just to be like, see? <laughs> You just you want to be the one good landlord, Casey? Is that what you're saying? I know this sounds ridiculous, but just like, okay, this is a wild, insane, psychotic fantasy. I re- I'm realizing now, but I just I'm always seeing these these huge apartment buildings go up, and like no one can afford them, and they're really really ugly, and I just I need I can I, need, I can I need imagine someone, you being like I need like a. The- Sorry, I need to like, imagine you being the elderly person renting out like rooms in a brownstone to like young trans people, and you're just like always in the kitchen working on your comics and like drinking tea, and they can come in with their problems or things like that, and you've you've just been there for years. Yeah, that's a really good illustration of a dream I've had for a long time. But um, <laughs> I'm I'm talking I I'm talking more about like wanting just to like do something to point out how stupid and evil these things are. Anyways, I'm going off on a terrible tangent. We're here to talk to Harry Ann. Hi, sorry. Hey, no, it's all right. I, I'm enjoying myself as well. For more tangents, visit the Patreon. For the, was, is it for, they then there specifically or the Orange Groves? I forget. No, it's, it's for the Orange Groves. And the only thing that gets put from our show onto the Patreon is when we just really go on a tear about something that has nothing to do with gender and and it's whatever ends up on the cutting room floor i'm excited mm. to find out what that could be <laughs> yeah yeah it's like that's not tangenting hard enough whoa i've got to <laughs> got to take the training wheels off the tangent train i don't even remember the last patreon content we had but it was probably something about like Yu-Gi-Oh or anime yeah we're here to talk about Gay erotic comics. Woo! Mm. So let's talk about that. What a great coincidence! I've I've written some of those. Oh, would you would you please tell us about them? Sure. 
as the grand arbiter of British-based comics, I guess. Nope, no one's disagreeing, so here we go. Um, <laughs> me and my, my friend Tab, who's been making like comics for years, like I do writing stuff, he does drawing and writing and cosplay and also home renovations sometimes. Like he he does he does all of the things, and then I'm like, wow, I need to like really put the effort in, and then I'm like, no, I have a day job. We're doing different things. It's cool. <laughs> I crave stability. <laughs> I fear the abyss. Um, yeah, together we're doing a uh, anthology called Nectar bringing together uh, 24 collaborators, making a whole bunch of stories of trans and femme and non-binary erotica. Woo! And you've, you've also done uh, a trans mask and non-binary version as well, correct? Yeah, so Ambrosia was the trans mask one, and that was last year's thing. And yes. yeah, And Nether Realms is the non-binary one, and that's actually coming next year. But submissions are open now. Wink in every direction. Um, <laughs> I was just about to say, we have a very hard wink at the audience. <laughs> wink at the audience, wink at ourselves. A whole yeah. lot of that. Winks all around. I feel so bad because when I, when I first messaged, well, when I first messaged the Orange Groves and didn't realize that I was sending it to the wrong inbox and was like, <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't be chatting to the Orange Groves about erotica. I should probably direct this better. I, I had listened to the pod, uh, my friend AJ pointed out to me, and I was like, oh my god, that's so great. I really like this song about trucks. Um, <laughs> so I, I kept coming back to it, and then I was like, I should message these, these folks, they seem really cool. And then there was another episode where you mentioned comics, and I was like, oh god, I just sent a message saying, hey, have you considered comic? I like comic. <laughs> I would happily talk about comic, then find your Twitters and be like, oh, so do they. Oh. <laughs> Oop. Do research that's first, like, Harry. Uh, oh, don't worry. That's delightful. Don't worry. I don't research anything. Um, I'm, I'm glad it comes off as delightful because, like, even like in a post-transition part of my own life, I'm there. Like, am I mansplaining at someone? Jesus fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were past no. this. No, absolutely not. Um, it was. I'm. We were. I was so excited because you're the first person who has ever asked to be on the show, and it, it took me about three seconds to just immediately say yes. I was very excited. Oh, that's so uh, I did. Thank you. I did check your profile first to make sure you weren't uh, making fun of me. <laughs> oh, totally. Like, minim minimum required. <laughs> we have already um, had some insincere messages via the Kickstarter uh, that's like, okay, you get one genuine response, and then after that, we're going to ignore or report you. So, you know. What? You got, uh, you've gotten shit, shit, shit posts? Oh, yeah. Well, you know. I'm not famous or anything, so I'm normally free from this kind of thing. Uh, uh -huh. But I do have friends in British comics who, like, are gayer or fatter or, you know, any of the things people like to really go for, uh, and therefore are hounded by trolls all the live long day. Hey, Joe Glass over on Twitter. I love you. <laughs> um, he's really great. Yeah, we got a message a few days ago that was like, to, to sum it up, it was, why is there a trans discount on here? When binary people like myself may also not have the funds in order to buy the thing full price. And it's like, there's a trans discount because, like, trans pay rates are lower and trans homelessness is a thing. And it's like, it's two pounds, dude. Which we, of course, phrased very professionally. Mm -hmm. And then they responded back saying that it, it <laughs> that if it's a truly for equal, then it should be free to everybody. And it's like, okay, you know, you're not, you're not here and confused. You're here and a jerk. Okay. 
I mean, oh their, their username, I'll paraphrase it, was Mr. Dickbutt. <laughs> it was like, they never identified themselves as male, but I'm just going to take a wild guess. Mm. <laughs> My gosh. Uh, that is... Oh, we had a uh... fun laugh about that in the... We have a little Discord for the, for the Nectar folks, and we play games sometimes, and we show each other our work in progresses, because no one loves trans art more than other trans artists. Just be there, like, true. yes, so, show me your, show me your things. That's so cool. Yeah, it's really helping us, especially considering, like, with quarantine, and everything. This one's happening completely without anyone meeting in person. Like, I haven't even seen Tab in like two years, maybe. Wow. Oh, it's messed up. I, I'm so looking forward to Thought Bubble in November because that's like the first convention I'm gonna have in the longest time. Oh. Yeah, I've made the mistake of <clears throat> making a lot of friends all over the country slash in the rest of Europe and only being able to see them like once a year when the moon has aligned and the werewolves sing and I can actually... <laughs> the bubble of thought occurs. Exactly. <laughs> I can go to an event and sell enough of my stuff to spend all my money on their stuff. Mm, yes. Like, I uh, can't wait yeah. for everything in the car. We sold so much. Yes, but you did <laughs> buy some enormous hardbacks. Yes. Uh, we merely always. traded. That is cool, because every anthology I've ever been a part of, I'm, like, completely ignorant of, like, the rest of the content until the book comes out. And I think it's really fucking cool that everybody's, like, talking and sharing their work, because it can, like, I don't know, I don't know if people would really do this, but it could play off each other, or even... Oh, yeah, like, I'm... Since I... I okay, so, I can draw, but I'm not that good. I... Well, no, I'm... I'm better than I was. Basically, pretty, for years... I saw, I saw a drawing you did that was very good. Oh, thank on your, you. On your Twitter, so... Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so I, I draw like that because I should have started drawing longer ago, but convinced myself that I was not good enough to do such thing. So instead, uh -oh. let's publish other people. And honestly, I really enjoy the publishing side of things, but it has been nice, like, developing my own art style and drawing comics about... Everyone draws autobiocomics at some point, I think, if we're trans, and hey, I've done some of that. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. Drawing things being like, this is a great joke, look at read it later, it's like, I think it's just me being sad, and other people being jerks. <laughs> Why did shit. I think this was humorous? Oh my god, yes. Oh god. Such a fucking mood, though. Oh my god, uh, yeah, my old, think... my old comics are so, like, chock full of self-hate, just like... Oh man, yeah, it's dripping. Yeah, like, ha 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 ha, I'm so dumb and ugly. <laughs> I, still, uh, I still love to read them. <laughs> it's, it's, it's helpful to be able to look back on your old uh, exoskeletons and husks, you know? It, oh yeah. No, I, I love it, I feel, like, really uh, grateful to my former self for... For making those weird little emotional flags. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's great to look back and be like, not only has my art improved, but therapy apparently works. Oh my god. <laughs> um. So how, as like a publisher editor, um, how involved do you get with like story and stuff? Do you let people do what they want, or are you? So with the like indie publishing thing that me and my partner Gwen do. Um, with Dragonhide Studios, the name of our tiny thing. I say, mm -hmm. I, I want to say company, but it's run out of our attic, so not really. Mm -hmm. um, that counts. You know, uh, that's a company. Yeah, totally. We have we have a very nice guillotine now, so I'm I'm oh. definitely rating that as like the home base. Hell yes. Is it uh, me mechanical or is it hand? 
It's a uh, so we've got we've got two. One is that side to side thing with mm-hmm. the tiny blade. Oh but yeah. This this new one is a large metal oblong with what looks like a black machete down one side with a screw oh. in it. Oh yes, wonderful. Hell yes. Yeah, wonderful. yeah. We like, actually yeah. Mm. Sorry, we I uh me and my roommate run a small press also and um we got a big industrial paper cutter which has worked like 10% of the time but cut cutting paper oh oh gosh yeah it's it's, it's a I whole do that thing. all day at work it's, it's a whole really satisfying thing you'd think we'd have solved that by now but <laughs> apparently like it's just the eternal struggle yeah. how how do blades sharpen enough paper <laughs> Paper beats scissors, it turns out. What the fuck? How can I have cut, like, a hundred zines perfectly and then all of a sudden cut this one right in half? (laughs) Oh my god, yeah. It's like, you you cut way more than this. Why are these edges frayed? Why is... Oh, you've just not done half of them. Wow, okay. (laughs) So, uh, Nectar and Ambrosia are through Dragonhide, then. Uh, No, sorry. Uh, Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm going back and forth. My partner Gwen does trad art. She uses, like... Winsor Newton markers, she does like hand drawing. I started out with more digital stuff, doing logos and websites, and then getting into publishing, literally because someone we know was putting their stuff on Amazon, which you don't have to censor out because it's about to badmouth them. And they were taking like 80 or 85% of the sales, and it's like, Jesus, <coughs> you've got enough. What are you doing? <laughs> wow. How, how do you think that the only problem left for you to solve is space when you have caused terrible problems with poverty? <laughs> like, the only problem I can solve is ones that I haven't made. What? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking bees. Um, so yeah, we started, like, we made a website and we started putting people's stuff on it, like the stuff that we didn't sell at conventions and our friend's comic. And then a friend of mine, Cami from Germany, uh, has, has a comic called Get Your Man which is a Canadian, a Mountie, and a Scottish doctor meeting, romancing, and having sexy results in, like, different parallel universes. <laughs> back in the AU, like, exclamation point days of Tumblr. Opening the link on that immediately. It's incredible. Yeah. And uh, he'd never done a Kickstarter before, and I had kind of been in the background of a few of them. Like... I, I'm under no illusions. I'm not the power behind the throne. I'm the person that fluffs the pillows and puts them on the chair. Oh, me and, too. You know. Yeah, yeah. My roommate's I, the power to, also. I'm the I'm the I'm the fluffer, hundred percent. You are absolutely Cardo's fluffer. Yeah. You need a fluffer though. Fluffers are helpful. <laughs> yeah. Wait, are you a fluffer during the like taking the uh the OnlyFans picks or during the in the zine phase of it? Because I zine. feel like these Okay, well, the zine stuff. Well it also I mean I did help her one time like troubleshoot um the Bluetooth controls on her fuck machine. So <laughs> like you know like oh Casey does this work on your phone? And I'm like, yeah, how fast should I go? Um <laughs> oh, not, oh, oh not like she wasn't using it at the time. Um <laughs> I'm imagining her just like yelling to you from down the hall. Casey, not that. I mean, I just she just went to Watch film the somewhere. Watch the this thing. <laughs> she oh just God. went to film somewhere, and I like put all her filming stuff in the car. So there's that. You know, I'm like the muscle. You're her roadie. Yeah, but you know, and then but when it comes to like festivals and shit, I'm obsessed with making like a beautiful and comprehensive display. Like I'm really into having descriptions of the books because so many fucking nerds are so shy they won't ask what's in the books. You know? Yes, what is with mm-hmm. that? That kind of shit. So I'm really into that. And then I just do like like Card is the the heart and soul and I like whatever she tells me to do, I just I'll do it. 
Oh yeah, <laughs> like, like I carry that, clean this, pack those orders, shit like that. Tab is definitely like the boss of the the Nectar Project, and I'm just I'm just happy to be here. Mm. Uh, and I I love that setup. This is the same reason I have same. a day job because I like getting instructions and doing them, and then just going home. It's great. <laughs> I also love instructions. Yeah, and I uh, I don't think I have like the necessary insanity to like run something like that. But Carta does. Some people got mm. the drive, and I Some do not have the attention have span. Like I have to. I honestly, it, therapy helped me find out, among other things, that I need an alarm to remind me to have lunch, because mm. I'm just that easily distracted and scatterbrained. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I'm feeling like doing this today. It's like, oh, the first time I've drawn in a month, draw so much, forget to actually leave the room and do other things. Mm, I get that. I totally understand. Yeah, I also we go through a lot of cereal because I can't be bothered to cook all the time. It's like oh, it's not I a good cereal. thing. Hell yeah, I love oh. cereal. I I buy these like I buy these like cookies that you can eat for breakfast, and it's just like oh, that's just so good for me for a while. I I I buy like ten boxes at a time. Nice. Oh <laughs> After a while, I started having like stomach troubles with them because I. I don't know, my body finds new things to be allergic to, and it's like, come on, work with me here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can't just drink soy all day. Bodies are stupid. Bodies, Bodies are, are weird. Stupid. Sorry, uh, yes, back on thing. Actually, related topic. The best description I've ever done, I'm pretty sure, for a comic is for Get Your Man, because it sells itself really well at conventions. The s description is just like Yaoi, but good. Whoa! Because it sums it up. Like, it's the same audience. It's still gay shit going on. But they're not in the school. They like each other. Their hands look like they're humanoids. <laughs> they actually talk I'm... and maybe put on a condom and everything. Like I'm they taking such offense to this. <laughs> I mean, I love you. Yaoi. I grew no up on it. I have no idea how mad I am right now that you are trashing <laughs> Yaoi to this extent. No, I, 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 I still rules. I like. Do, there are some Yaoi plots that will truly blow your mind. Oh, uh, and mm -hmm. I mean, no, no offense to Mounties and Doctors, but like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, is good. Like I know some, some Yaoi's that can't hold a candle to that. <laughs> oh, that's fair. There's some good shit out there. To be clear, like uh, <laughs> Nana Bora stuff is usually really good. The characters usually have some kind of flaws they have to overcome that isn't just shyness, which I definitely mm. appreciate. I'm trying to think now, because some of them are actually coming out in English. Um, mm. I think it's Maximum is the, uh, the publisher who's doing a lot of English stuff for, like, Takeshi Matsu and uh, that, that kind of bunch of people. Oh, wait, you mean Massive? Massive! Thank you! Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Massive rules. Bless them, because, yeah, actually getting stuff with decent translations, like, oh my god, I can gift this physical book to a person <laughs> I know that would like it. What? <laughs> Normally it's like, hey, do you want a link? It's not good. It's... <laughs> it's how how safe is your computer for this link? How horny are you compared to how much you hate your laptop? Like... <laughs> oh, god. Yeah, no, I, I love you. Actually, one of the things that me and Tab bonded over as we were like becoming friends was we ended up doing two yaoi panels together because we were sick of seeing yaoi panels at cons that are just like here's a picture <laughs> and in a darkened room <laughs> like there are some better ones but we did two one was 10 things i hate about yaoi and it was a fun going through of the archetypes and uh tropes and the other one was the yaoi game show and that was just fucking hilarious like we had we had things like um guess the plot based on the, like the height of the characters <laughs> yes! and the title 
because it's all varied by the numbers very often. We had, uh, what's the prison sentence for the top in this one? What? <laughs> it was really fun. And yeah, we kind of like, we have, we still have a folder that's full of like, effed up yaoi, where we send images that are like, you, you should go to an anatomy class. Um, or, you know, weird translation uh, choices. Like, I like you extra specially, I think, is a very fun one. I think that's the one from Almost <laughs> Crying. That sounds like some shit I would actually say, like, in the moment and regret for the rest of my life. It's super True. cute, but it's, like, meant to be a fully grown adult human that is, <laughs> that is saying it. And it just doesn't look right in the thing because they also, like, cheapify the person. It's like... Okay, are they are they thirty still and an office manager, or are they twelve? Because they really flip over the course of this book. That's me. It's me. That's me. You're talking about. <laughs> uh, so yeah, with my own publishing stuff, it's usually either Kickstarter or back when I had a really good job that was very difficult. I was able to actually like afford a print run, and not a big one, but some. And then in more recent years, it's been like, yeah, we can potentially do this on credit and then pay it back over time. I would like to use Kickstarter more, but the issue is that if I'm involved in one Kickstarter in a year, I don't really want to do one of my own at the same time. Mm-hmm. I don't want to become like that person who just kickstarts all the damn time. And it's like, do you want to support them or not? Like, I don't know anyone who does that, but I'm quite afraid of becoming it. Mm-hmm. I know two people who do that for like a job now. Oh, cool. <laughs> Like, like I, management I or like, is it pin making or? I, well, I don't know them very well, but I know one person who kickstarts their own stuff and then like helps other people manage and run their campaigns. And then another person who just quit his full time job um, and finished the like finish working on the Kickstarter that had gotten fully funded and then like continue Onto new ones. Um, cool, great for them. The second one is Possible World Games. Is the first one Laser? Just a quick check. It's not. Oh, okay. You you go first, and then I'll tell you about Laser. <laughs> Possible World Games. They just put out. Well, I mean, it, like it got fully funded, but it's like five or six RPGs that are like all different genres. There's one that's called like Grandpa's Farm. That's for like fans of Harvest Moon and Stardew Valley. And it's, like, a solo RPG letter-writing game. There's one called, like, uh, Singular Power, I believe, which is, like, for fans of uh, My Hero Academia and things like that. About, like, it's an RPG about developing, like, special powers and using them. I think there's, like, a dating sim one, but you get a digital copy. And then I also did the the physical one because the print job on it was... So incredibly sexy, I had no choice. I am a slut for a good print job. Oh, same. Like, one of my favorite <laughs> conversations recently has been with somebody about possible font choices, and it's like, I love getting into the minutiae of things, and yeah, seeing a well-done, like, book cover with, like, the spot gloss, or just the shape of it being weird is usually like, oh my yeah. god, I must have this thing. Piao. I don't know. Do you pronounce it Piao or P-E-O-W Studios? It's Piao. Okay, Piao. Yeah. Yeah. I'm inc- incredibly, like, fucking sad that they're closing their doors. I, I get it, and, like, I d- I'm not, like, mad about it, because it's just two people doing mm. all of that. But, oh my god, just some of the best books I have ever read in my entire life. Design and print job on them. Yeah. Every single thing they put out is just 
they Chef Boyardee, ten out of ten. Dust covers on on um soft cover books. I'm, oh, I'm just like what? Yes. What? Yes. What in the world? So, Rain, did you read? So did you read Dark Angels of Darkness? I don't know. That's one of my favorite of theirs. I don't think you can get it anymore. But fuck, it's. Um, I didn't start. I didn't start collecting Piao until maybe like two years ago. So I definitely missed out on a lot. Mm, yeah. But when I when I heard they were closing, I bought a couple couple things <laughs> more than I should have. <laughs> but oh, I'm sad thinking about all the stuff I'll never be able to get my hands on of theirs. Yeah. Oh, wow. Looking at their Insta, it is good stuff. Very pretty. Yeah, I, I I picked up um I got the like detective food novel that I can't remember the name mommy. of. Mommy. Is it mommy? Yes. Yes. I got mommy and I got, um, spelled M A M I. <laughs> yes. I got ripples. You got ripples. There, definitely. I, I got, yeah, that one I got a while ago when I started working on, uh, upstairs middle door and then they've got the X mag one through three, which are their, um, anthologies up there. Like what's the word? Um, Themed anthologies, and I think the themes so far have been like paranormal romance. Um, fuck, what are they? Hold on, I, I gotta know. Dark, I gotta know. Dark it's fantasy happening. was one of them. <gasps> I'm sure oh, one of them. One of them was so good. Even must have been robots or something. Fuck, God, these books smell so good. Okay, yeah, I picked up uh, Mommy Stages of Rot. Um, Dark fantasy is the third issue. Paranormal romance is the second. And cyberpunk is the first. Ah, uh, yeah. Ooh. Oh, these books are so good. Do you love me some fucking I'm, cyberpunk? I am treating them like caviar. I am only sitting down and reading them once, like, all of the circumstances in my brain have been met. Like, it has to be a perfect occasion I, for me to sit down and read one of these. Yeah, I feel the same way, which is stupid. It is really, really <laughs> it's stupid. really stupid. <laughs> Like what if I die before I get to read? It's like why am I why am I reading why am I reading crime and punishment so obsessively when I've got these fucking comics right here? It's it's really weird. Like the mental gymnastics we force ourselves into. Mm -hmm. Like I only read every other volume of Saga, the um, Fiona Staples and. Wait, what? You only read every other one? Yeah, because every other volume ends like heartbreakingly sad. And so I only read the ones that end nicely. So I, I read the heartbreak and then get through to the, and then everything's okay. <laughs> okay. I, okay. Wait, 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 wait. I have a question. Yeah, go for it. About Saga. Mm -hmm. you, is that on hiatus? Ah, uh, only Do as you much know? as Sorry. all of capitalism kind of is. I don't know. Oh. Uh, uh, I'm gonna Google it. They you. went on hiatus. They went on hiatus like years ago. Because they had just been, like, drawing the book nonstop for, like, over a year or something like that. Which is crazy, because, like, the quality is amazing. So you, you can so see why good. it happened. There we go. Fiona Staples and Brian K. Vaughan. Right. Didn't want to... I just, I just forget men. It's just a thing. <laughs> oh, and he's one of the forgettablest. His name's Brian. What did he want? Yeah, he's, he's mis Mr. Mediocrity. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I fucking love Saga. That's rude. That's no, alright. He's not here. Is he waiting in the chat room? He, I mean, he did Why the Last Man, which is like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you a million times forever for that series. <laughs> I 
think everyone I've ever dated has tried to get me to read that. Well, it's basically like if all the men died, then society would collapse, which is not true. Um, oh, I call bullshit immediately. Yeah, it's a bad book. Haven't we already cracked how to turn like over into sperm? I think we'd already uh, done that. Yeah, I mean, they're, they are, I mean, I think one of the reasons they're all crazy is because they are obsolete, technically. Cis men, I mean. Oh, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Yeah. Fair. I mean, it does seem to inform a lot of the more bizarre actions that I see. Yeah, 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 totally. It's just, like, they don't know what to do with themselves because, like, they are so useless. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I think that it's, yes. it's on that hiatus where it's, like, it's enough of a seller that it will come back at some point. Motocrush is also has been on hiatus for the longest time, and I have no idea what's happening there. I... See, like, I've been thinking about this a lot because I cannot fucking imagine going back to a series after, like, not working on it for three years. That would make me so sad. Yeah. <laughs> I would not want to do it. <laughs> yeah. You want me to go back to these characters? Oh, wow. Because I, I, you always look back at old characters and be like, there's definitely a few things I'd change about you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and even with, like, the writing of it, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just, like, that. that is a situation that stresses me out terribly. Anyways, more about you, because you are our guest. <laughs> Not that I'm trying so, to, you know, assist the tangent train. Yeah, yeah, I... Chaos reigns! I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm curious, uh, so have you... You have drawn your own comics at this point, yes? Yeah. And before that, you were writing with an artist? Before that, I was kind of, like, just writing or doing, like, feedback with other people. I've done some website design. I've done flatting for someone before. I've done, um... Not fontalism. Lettering. <laughs> Lettering. Uh, there's actually a series called Sextries over in Spain that I've done the... I didn't translate it, but Sorry. I did do the, uh, like... Font- fontalism. The making better of the English, which clearly I can I can do, because look at that sentence. <laughs> no, I with, get like, that, yeah. Not. So yeah, I've done bits in the minutiae and helped out with other people's Kickstarters. Just like uh. friends. Like I started out in radio and did interviews at conventions and then kind of like found myself through uh, queer comics being like, oh, this makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was a huge thing for me. And then I just kind of kept loving queer comics and eventually decided to shut up and make some, you know. Can I, uh, may I ask what was your first convention? Oh, damn. It was Kitacon. K-I-T-A. What year? It was in Birmingham. What year? I'm trying to remember who I was dating at the time. Like <laughs> a, a, a thing that definitely helped. I was definitely at the radio t- show at the time because I went and interviewed people. Oh, it's got to have been like 10, 12 years ago? Jeez. Nice. Wow, time's weird. Not sure I like that. <laughs> it's fake. Don't worry about it. Hooray! Um, like my favorite conventions are definitely Thought Bubble in the UK because it's not all like... This hall is for the signings of minor characters from Game of Thrones, and this hall is for food, and then at the back, there's the parental colouring zone for their kids, and behind them, there's people with indie comics. Right. Because, God, I've been at some badly organised convention centres. Like, <laughs> T-Bubs is great. They're actually, like, really local, and they work a lot with artists. And hold on, hold on, time out, time out, time out. Did you just say T-Bubs? Yeah, Thought Bubble. We just shortened it to T-Bubs. Fuck yes! <laughs> Fuck yes. I'm sorry, continue. Well, you know, you, you've got like mice that, and you... dice and what all about... that. Come on, fontalism. Come on. That was hilarious. You're laughing at <laughs> I, will be, 
I will be honest, I had my microphone muted because I was coughing my uh, fucking face off. I don't, know. Uh, I don't even it, know how to do that. It was really funny. Yeah, that's some pro strats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so um, warm. My brain begins to melt and this is what happens. I'm so sorry that we're we're all all sitting here in the the hot hot heat. I no, am so right. in the summer more than anything. I mean, so long as we're all having a good time. Like, yeah, Thought Bubble is one convention I really like just because I get to see a lot of my friends and everyone who runs it is really lovely. And it's in November, so we're not overheating. Like, Ooh. it's easy to deal with cold conventions than it is to deal with hot ones. Oh yeah, yeah. Although, good lord, I went to a convention center that was once at a um. At one of those swimming pools that's also got a little gym area in it, so... No! Oh, yeah. And the entire thing no. had a glass front to it, and you could see the frost all over the the freaking windows. This was in, like, oh. late October, early November, I think? It was a particularly is, cold year. That is the worst conditions for paper to be in oh, aside yeah. from just like straight water <laughs> you walked in and yeah. you could see your breath as you signed in it was it was Ugh. messed up <laughs> Bat- battling the humidity like to get the printers to work at my day job has been just so annoying because there's nothing you can do you just bring in humidifiers and dehumidifiers and you hope that somehow the forces will like balance themselves out printers uh. are just like they how how have we not solved printers at this point? Just the Wi-Fi always doesn't work half the time, and they have they have so much reason to not want to do things like I don't have ink. You have definitely had ink. No, it's like our printers just cats because they mm-hmm. claim constantly not to have been fed, and it is mm-hmm. a lie. <laughs> and they just want to destroy all of your paper belongings. I one of my bosses actually said something hilarious this morning. He was talking about how all of the machines in my department have personalities which is true and then he just goes and all of them are bad <laughs> and I, I don't know why but it like it really fucking got me nice i love that i love that it was it, it was wholesome mm-hmm. i they are they're temperamental d- devices like i don't i can't think of any other machine other than printers where sometimes you just have to like Literally, just give it a minute. Just let it rest. Just leave it the fuck alone. Yeah. And then it'll work later. I mean, when the risograph works, it works amazing. And mm-hmm. I'm impressed by it. I'm just like, wow, how are you doing this? You fucking, like, 30-year-old machine. Right. And then when it doesn't work, it's like um, the most confusing, irritating thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, excuse me, you just did like 2,000 sheets. What's the deal? Right. Ours, yeah, like, why are you having a problem now? Yeah. Ours also has this like weird paper issue where it like twists the paper just a little bit, which is like okay if you're only printing things on one side, but not if you're not, because it's like you're mm. trying to line things up, they're going to get like double twisted. Anyways, that's a tangent about printers. <gasps> but, um, once you like, once you get used to your, to the machines that you know, you know, like the, the, the ones that are in your orbit, like once you know, mm-hmm. once you know how to treat them, I, I always, I like that, you know, like, like, I don't think anybody could come in here and, and use this thing, but, but I know, I know what she needs. It is, it is a good, weird 
feeling. I don't know if that's just like being possessive or if it's just like pride and figuring out a weirdly stubborn inanimate object. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. oh god, there's I'm sorry, we're gonna talk about printing stuff for a second here is happening. I love that. I'm looking um, at my A3 printer right now and being like, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> that, we're gonna talk about that in a hot second. Um <laughs> we one of our ancient machines that I use at work is solely for folding paper. Oh, cool. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure it's older than me. I hate this thing, and it hates me. Is it, It does it, like, fold, how does it fold paper? Does it fold it in half? Does it do full it origami, fold, it, like? It can do uh, two folds per sheet, Ooh. and basically through gravity and air, it feeds sheets very, very fast and into this, these rollers that make it bonk up against a metal bar that you set using a ruler and like thumb screws basically to get the ruler straight with the paper. And you have to do that on two different sides and the paper hits those two stops and that's what makes it fold. Yeah. And then it shoots out on a conveyor belt. It's loud and fast as fuck. Whoa. Yeah, and I think if you, if you, we have <laughs> a folder too and it sucks, it sucks shit. We don't use it anymore. <laughs> yeah. So, it, and you have to like, it's crazy too because you... The thousands of sheets that you do because you have to fold that many and like you're not going to do that by hand. That's why you have the machine. Mm-hmm. The the ink greases up the roller and then you have to use like Satan's cum to degrease <laughs> the rollers. It's the worst shit you've ever smelled. The bottle is broken. so You can't close it. Like the smell is leaking forever. It's the same bottle that they've had since like 1920. And if, like, I spilled it once and it took off, like, two layers of the floor. Incredible. <laughs> right. So you have to do that and then somehow it works there's again. There's just, like, a spot where there's just, like, dirt. <laughs> it's, it's, it's fucking dinosaur bones on that spot. Like, it's gone. But yeah, I don't know. Um, a thing, it's just, like, it, it, does, it does this thing where it will fold at, like, it always happens when I'm doing trifold brochures it will just dog ear one corner on the inside and so as it comes off of the conveyor belt everything looks perfect and then i'm like cool there's my 1000 trifolded brochures perfect and then i go to i you know i do the like chunk 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 thing on the table where you're like Mm -hmm. oh what's it freaking called you're chunking the paper on the table you know yeah jogging the paper and then you i look down and i'm like oh Every single one of these is trash. Uh, isn't that great? Oh. <gasps> isn't that great? So yeah, oh, joys of printing. Uh, let's talk about that 3D printer, though. No, they said A3. Oh, oh yeah, not that interesting, I'm afraid. <laughs> it, it was. Uh, it's an A3. It's a Canon IP8750. Mm. Um, yeah, right? Uh, I'm, I- I'm so jealous of your paper... Uh, names and types that you get to use. Oh, like A4, the, A3, the, as opposed to I, what is it like? I am inc- bees. Yeah, I think you get. We don't. Use, we don't even use the bees over here. We're so gross and ugly. We just use letter, tabloid, and legal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then anything other than that is, is not freaky. Is not not normal Freak shit. over here. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. You can't get it. Oh wow. Weird. I mean, I mean, you can, but it's hard. Um. Wait, Harry Ann. Um. Yeah. I want to talk about your comics. Will you? Oh, okay. Will you tell? Will you tell me about your personal favorite comic that you have made yourself? Oh, jeez. I'm very bad at promoting my own stuff. I love promoting other people's stuff. That's part of Sorry. why. Sorry. No, you I, gotta do I need it. to get better at it. Go for I'm it. I'm gonna make you do it. Oh 
my god, my therapist called you, didn't they? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, I was you, like, who the uh... fuck is this? <laughs> I was like, Helen Mirren? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Sorry. So probably I'm I'm actually going back to an old comic right now that I I Oh god, what was it? Submitted. There we go. I submitted for a thing. It's one of the first ones I got paid for, and I was like, ooh. So I have a bit of a, you know, fond memory of it for that. Yes. But it is about trans stuff, and it is old. And so, like, I'm wanting to... Basically, it's not that long, but I wanted to make it twice as long and be like, now you've hit the midpoint. Welcome to 2021. Here is the gender update. I no longer use that name, and I no longer have several things I said. That's so good! I think it would be oh. nice just to have that, because, like, it's still a good comic. It just, you know... Ends with gender, uh, not for me. And now I'm... I think you should do that because I I wanted to do that about one of my old gender comics. And if you do it, then I can do it, and it'll be two good ideas. Rain, hey. Rain, you don't have to wait <laughs> for some. <laughs> you don't have to wait for someone else to do something in order to have. No, I know, I know. It's just like <laughs> me up me updating that gender comic is like probably f- like number. F- Five. I'm on like the slapping list you comics. both on the knuckles for self-esteem. Like, come on, you. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I'm just saying I have other comics I would rather draw before I do that one. Mm-hmm. It's not that I don't want to do it. I just have to do longer, different, less personal things first. True. Yeah, uh, I got it, narrowing down the projects. The hard part for me, because like I, I, I really the reason I started doing comics like I did was to draw them and then put a photo of them on Instagram. And keep them small so I could just do the pages like that because, like, I would lose interest in anything that was too long of a project. Um, and also, I would. The reason I started doing stuff in digital was because I could tweak it any number of times for several days or weeks or never finishing ever at all. Mm-hmm. And it's like with, with Trad Art, it's just faster. And eventually, I got into the mindset of I don't care if it looks bad, if it's legible, put it the hell out there. Yep. That's good. Yeah. Doesn't matter if the heads up like feet, if the joke is good, it will work. (laughs) And yeah, so a lot of my earlier comics are like, well, I can tell that's meant to be a head, but the dialogue's nice. Mm -hmm. So this one that you were talking about, um, that you want to do like an updated second part, it's like... Oh, yeah. So that's just an autobio one I I called When Did You Know? Because it was um, a friend of mine over the Twitter's... Uh, messaged me and said, so, like, when did you know when you were non-binary? And I was like, uh, good question. <laughs> uh, and so I kind of went through the history of me figuring out I was gay, which was really easy, and then figuring out that I was non-binary, which was less easy, even though I was absolutely wearing corsets and dresses at the time, and it's like, mm, that's not terribly mask. But then again, what do I know? And then, like, a conversation with a friend of mine uh, that, that went along the lines of, man, I just can't wait to get to that gender clinic and I can finally make some progress in whatever's going on. And they're like, so are you, do you know you're trans then? And I was like, no, no, I, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't want to be trans. They're like, <laughs> yeah, I have a choice in that. Like, who, who diagnosed your gayness? And I was like, ah, shit. It's an internal, fuck. I was hoping I'd just get a nice little certificate and then, you know, I could go into hair removal and just wave it around, but... It's far more complicated than that, it turns out. Shit. So yeah, it was was about kind of that slow realisation and like, oh, definitely the realisation that I didn't need to have surgery to be trans. 
Oh like, yeah. That was, <clears throat> that was a big barrier in my mind for a long time. I feel that too. Cause like, I don't know. I don't care. I, I don't care about having tits. And sometimes I'm just like, oh, you fucking faker. You are, you're cis. You just don't want to shave your legs. <laughs> Oh yeah, like you I know. really like if you're not willing to do something really extreme, it's fake. You know, not true. Yeah, like that's definitely a, a huge thing that I've struggled with. Like shaving for me felt like such a masculine thing, mm-hmm. and so for ages I didn't shave, and then I would shave but only electric because it felt like it would take too long to do wet shave, and it would make a big ritual out of it. And you know, there's no adverts of women shaving their faces. True. It's all yeah. adverts of men shaving their faces, and it's like dads and the boys. New, the new Gillette Fusion Power Thirst Gun Flavored Shaving Gel. It has it's something like, to yes. do with airplanes. <laughs> <laughs> this man was playing golf, but now he's shaving, and it's like, and he's... okay, <laughs> don't want to calm down a bit. It's already sticking knives into your face. It's pretty <laughs> out there, you know. No one's like, you know what's feminine? Rubbing razors against your face. Well, when they're like, when they're like Mach 3 or whatever, I'm just like, is that how fast I'm supposed to be dragging this across my face? Yes! It was like, this one has 17 blades. And it's like, why? Surely one gets most of it. After three, what do you want? Yeah, after three, you're just like, you just want to pay more money, I think. Oh, it's crazy, but I've gotten into it more recently. But I still don't shave on my days off because mm. I don't want to. I I do it for other people more than I do it for me, and I'm mm. at the point in my life where I've kind of made that distinction between like what things for me, what things for other people. Like just my name, Harry Ann. Like Harry is my name that I was assigned. Uh, I say as if there was a matronly robot or something, but it's like <laughs> it's, you know, it's my granddad's name, uh, and I never hated it. But other people just assumed every time they saw Harry that A, I was male, and B, in my 60s. And so I decided to just add to it instead of changing it, because I don't have a problem with it. I just wanted people, when calling me up and trying to, you know, sell me fake car insurance or whatever, that they would be like, Harry Ann? Oh, Ann? Okay, we're dealing with a woman or a non-binary person here. Just just make them think that extra bit. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I kind of added to my name for the sake of admin really it sounds it, i really like it it sounds lovely like it really it's very good it thank fits, you it fits very nice uh i i kind of got it in my head because a i've known a lot of cool old ladies with the name Anne in their name and i'm i'm basically i own a lot of leopard print and i'm very <gasps> ready too. to I'm, i think it's like half of it's like neon leopard print and half of it's very muted and it's like i am ready to go from being like 30s and being the person that drives people home safely from rave to being an 80 year old non-binary leopard print wearing person who may be a witch and owns many many cats that's yeah that's gonna i'm gonna be right there with you hell yeah (laughs) i'll probably have like a really nasty truck too You're just like, is this on? Is this running on leaded gasoline? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> just red smoke comes out of it. And it's like, what even is? It that? scares the tigers, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I just go full Tiger King. I think, I think that's my destiny, probably. Except I won't be like a fucking psycho asshole. <laughs> nice. 
Mm. Yeah, I'm trying to. Plans. I'm trying to edit that. Finish that comic. Well, finish. Uh, I don't know. Do you have a stop coming out? Really? No. Just kind of. Just kind of keeps happening. And also with new people, people have assumptions that it's like, oh god, I have to come out to you as well. Ugh. Mm. Oh my gosh, I- you know. Sorry. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say like it's really the reason why I I I foster friendships very quickly with other queer people is because like oh you're on my level great I can just say this and get on with the conversation now. Yeah, as, yeah, like mm-hmm. as opposed to new coworkers, which is like oh they 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 heed me. Okay, I'm gonna have to go and have a conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hate that. That's the fucking mm. worst. Yeah, like I hung out with some cis straight girl friends from college last weekend and I was terrified of having to like constantly explain myself you know and getting that like hot neck feeling but they were all super up on it and I didn't even have to correct anybody or like say anything and I also like nobody nobody batted an eye when I was like yeah my giant dick porn star roommate blah blah they don't care it was <laughs> it was like great it was great They're i was jealous. like thanks fucking god like because you know you could sis sis girls from college you don't know they could be turfs <laughs> oh totally totally right? but they was, all arrive was... and they have curled gray hair and pearls and it's like are these the same people why do they're Republicans wearing... age so much faster they're all wearing shirts that say like unburnt witch or whatever the fuck <laughs> But no, it was so nice. I'm just, oh, I'm reflecting on it and how how nice it is to not have to fucking explain yourself to people. Yeah, it's always a, a lovely, pleasant, pleasant surprise. Like, mm-hmm. I, oh man, when I first moved back to Leeds, I met up with my friend Luke, who I had known by a different name at secondary school. And we'd kind of like been in each other's orbit a bit as two of the quote unquote smart kids slash social outcast kids. And then we met up, it's like, oh, we have swapped gender presentations. Like, completely. <laughs> I've bleached my hair, you've done yours black, I'm in a skirt, you're in some kind of, like, a suit, but make it punk. Like, oh my god. Oh, that's the How best. did this happen? That's it was fucking great. Best. That rolls when that happens. Absolutely. Like, it was an Trans-miracle. amazing surprise. It's so good when you, like... <laughs> I, I have not had the experience yet of, like, connecting with an old friend and having them be like, by the way, I go by Stanley now. But um, it is, like, it is amazing when that happens. Like, it's ha- it happened to Carta, like, a few times. Like, especially this one time with this, like, young person that she had been, like, kind of, like, hanging out with and taking care of in a way. Um, like, this preteen. And years later, that preteen's parents, like, called her and were like you know, if you want to, like, get back into, um, his life, and it turned out that they had both, (laughs) they had both become extremely trans in the intervening years, which was so great. That's amazing. Because they were, because they were, like, they were, like, these, these parents were just, like, uh, so it's kind of complicated because, you know, so-and-so is now going by this, and Carta was, like, well. (laughs) 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 That's fine. (laughs) Let's see what's behind door gender door number two. Oh, yes. surprises all round. <laughs> yeah, surprises all round. <laughs> I love that. As if cis, as if cis people exist, but oh man, kind. I can't believe we've been in an hour. I should talk more <laughs> about the the thing. Um, yeah, do it. So at some point, I can't remember which one of you I think mentioned Boy Monster on the Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're in the anthology. I don't know if you know. Hell yeah. Hey. 
Yeah, yeah, Yasmin, aka Boy Monster, who has done a really cool story. Um, it's actually one of the first. Um, so one of the things I really like in Nectar is seeing people with very different experiences writing about different types of transnesses because mm-hmm. not all the same. This was their story is the first time I've seen someone draw uh, non mastectomy scars. Like there's a, like little diamonds beneath the nipple area. Oh, I was like oh my god! It's great that there are different types of surgery scars out of there because I know there's different types of like uh, trans mask surgeries, but I do not know shit about them because I go in a different direction. Yeah. I I word weird. I know. That's very good. So something I would do. Yesterday, I I asked um I asked my boyfriend if he wanted to watch the new Steve Soda movie, and he was like, "What the fuck?" And I'm like, "Oh, I just realized I've been calling Steven Soderbergh Steve Soda in my head for like three weeks, not out yes. loud." He was genuinely like, I don't know what Steve Soda is. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so I'm so confused. I don't know who the real person is. Steven Soderbergh. He directed. Uh, he directed Ocean's Eleven and Magic Mike. Oh. Yeah. Well, okay. He's great. Oh. He's great. He goes. He doesn't go to work. Magic Mike is great. Oh my the god. The second one is better, but they're both good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's talk more about your nectar, please. Sure. Okay. So the. I also not only am I editing it with Tab, but like Tab drew a piece for it, and I wrote a piece for it. And um, oh yeah, one of the reasons why it's really cool to get the Discord together with the other contributors is that um, we did an open call, and people could submit as writers and artists, or as just a writer or just an artist. Uh... So we've gotten a bit more variety in there, um, and it helps fill out with a, a good number of stories after we went through. A lot of narrowing it down. Like there was a, a lot of submissions, and it was really great because we specifically were going for own voice. So the reason why it's trans femme and non-binary is because we didn't really want to make it trans femme only. If you're somewhere on the spectrum, because because the whole point is we're acknowledging that gender is a spectrum. Like mm-hmm. it would be shitty of us to not include that. Mm-hmm. But it made it a lot easier to be able to have like writers only and artist writers and art only, like and try to pair people up based on preferences, and, uh, yeah, like, we narrowed it down to three for each writer, based upon which art style we thought would suit, uh, their thing, because some of them are kind of spooky, some of them are, some people have more experience with, like, monsters, some with more plus-size body types, and so, after that, we gave them, like, a short list of three, and got everyone to, like, rate the order they would prefer to be paired with people in. And there, this was the this was the point where people could be like drama, and there was none, and we were so relieved. <laughs> oh yeah, because like as much as we joke about the sis, there ain't no drama like a like a queer drama. Oh I, boy, I love that you're giving opportunities to people who are writers only because I think it's really hard to break into comics if you're only interested in the writing side. Oh totally, like. Like, it, it does feel a bit stay in your lane. It's like, no, people might want to write for comics specifically and know how to lay out for that. Like, yeah. script writers and comic writers, like, they know how to, like, we enter in this kind of manner. This is where the characters are and this is what the background looks like. It's very different to writing short stories and prose. That's true. It's true. Yeah. And, like, getting experience in it is really difficult. Like, unless you know know an artist that you can work with already, because it's like, what are you going to do, cold call someone? So you're like, <laughs> you're like giving people a really like 
honestly unique opportunity, <laughs> um, which I think is really cool. And it went way smoother than I than I'd you know feared that it might have not gone. Right, uh, like just... people not getting along or people not being satisfied with the assigned artist or whatever. Exactly. Like at the moment, like knock wood, um, we're doing great as far as like everything being on time. Most of the stories now are colored, if not inked. Uh, there's a couple people who have had to have extensions, but that's just for uh, their own circumstances. Like one of them, their country's got into a serious lockdown because of a COVID rate spiking, and one of their family members has got COVID. So it's like, yeah, if you want to take some time, take some time. That's fine. But we're definitely pretty much good to go, I'd say, in like a month. So once the Kickstarter ends, we'll be able to just get it all printed and hopefully have everything ready for Thought Bubble. And we can have something new to show off at a convention, which is always my favorite thing. Yeah, of course, of course. That's the best. (laughs) Getting people excited for that. Yeah. Again, I must say the Discord idea is so fucking cool. Like... Oh, yeah. If if you get in an anthology, I would totally recommend just doing a Discord because, like, the work in progress uh, chat is really great for just kind of, like, buoying each other. Uh, And then there's, like... We also organize games sometimes when there's a chance for it and just kind of in the run-up to stuff because it's nice to be able to connect with humans, especially at the moment. Mm-hmm. I miss and... the humans. Yeah. Well, it also kind of like keeps people on task. Like every time I've participated in an anthology, it's like I'll just forget about it for months and months. And then, oh, totally. you, and then and like, like drop out at the last minute or something like that. And, you know. Oh, yeah. You, d- you don't want to end up like resenting something because you've not spoken to people enough about it. Yeah. Like, because you end up resenting the work that you have to do that you haven't done yet sometimes. Yeah. And then it kind of transfers those bad feelings over to the project as a whole. And it's not until later that you're like, oh, wait, I just needed to, like, chill more and try to focus on it. And maybe some better communication would have done that. Just be like, hey, organizers, how was your day? Yeah, yeah. And honestly, like, sending people gifts as reactions to ridiculous sex scenes is a really good way of doing that, I find. <laughs> well, and also having access to the people in charge is just like incredibly valuable and not something you always get in publishing. Oh yeah. Very true. Not, like, not with, something with... you ever get in publishing. I don't know. Uh, it de- depends. Yeah. I think it de- probably depends. I actually don't know. I don't, I don't really know anyone in indie publishing besides myself and Matt Dyson, who's another like indie publisher. He does mm. Monochrome Bear comics, but I don't, this was, like, pre-lockdown. I haven't seen him in ages. Um, he's still alive because I've seen his Twitter. But that's <laughs> that's about where I'm at. Again, I'm mm. really excited for a convention. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Just to be like, uh... you're alive? Oh, I'm so glad. Have some gingerbread. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I sometimes bake stuff for conventions, but I know that people don't normally accept food, but if it's from someone you know, that helps. So it's like, yeah. here, yeah. it's not poison. Yeah. Oh man, I once I once made like gingerbread characters for Chloe C, who does Go Get a Roomie. I don't know if you know that one. I do know that one. <laughs> oh, I we got to meet her and she's amazing. Um, and I I made a little gingerbread, uh, Richard and Ramona, mm-hmm. and Richard's head broke off in the in the in the Tupperware, and so I got there and I was like, oh no, Richard didn't survive. And Chloe's like, oh, did you hurt him like he wanted you to? It's <laughs> like, damn, that was fast. I killed That's your character so and you made a joke out of it. That's so good. 
Uh, okay, so let me think. There are some people I already knew from before Nectar who are in it, and I'm so happy about it. Like, again, like because I've worked around people, Jay Pollock and, um, oh god, I can't remember what their partner's name is, but it's Octokraken on Twitter. Uh, they're awesome. Jay's done Gender Slices, and together they did uh, Dead City. And they've collaborated on a piece that is utterly gorgeous about someone wanting to paint their muse, and they summon the muse. And the the art is all very kind of gorgeous brown tones and warmth. It's very warm. And it's like, it's awesome to see someone summon like this ephemeral muse to, to paint them. But it's, you know, a trans femme person with a dick. It's it's pretty great. <laughs> that rules. And then Me there's uh, Corey Michelle, who always fucking gets it. Like, Corey just hits it out of the park all the time. They've drawn this beautiful piece that is like Greek pantheon, like trans uh, woman uh, Poseidon goes down to the sea to have sex with their sea witch girlfriend. Oh, it's it's so beautiful. <laughs> and like there was one joke at the beginning uh, and at the very end of it in the first version and we were like, this is basically art and the joke is good, but almost too random. Like we have to talk to them like, do you want to make it less funny or do you want to go a bit more ham? Because <laughs> it, it was really beautiful. And then there was this, re- it, it ends on such a such a funny bit that it's surprising. Um, and they've they've worked it, they've worked with it, and it's made it even better. And it's like, oh my god, yeah, everyone's been really good with feedback so far. Uh, and Corey, I did a website for years ago for Prince of Cats, a really old project of theirs. And Jay and um, Michelle, uh, their partner, I interviewed for a tiny zine I make called Effia Comics. Again, I'm I've really wanted to make zines and stuff, but I wasn't doing it, so I made zines about other people's comics. Hey, hey, Harry! Do you want to just pick up a damn pencil? <laughs> yeah, that was that was that point in my life. Um, I love it. Uh, my comic um, I did with Phineas Clear, who is from Germany, who does the comic Straya, which I think has been rebranded now to Heirs of the Veil, and it is about. I'm so happy about how this all turned out. It is about Galatea, the statue that Pygmalion made in Greek mythology, who now a has a dick and is plus sized and basically has gone from being the ideal woman as seen by a asshole uh, to their own non-binary person who is opening up a cunt smithy and cockforge <laughs> where with their business partner and partner partner Medusa uh, turn people to stone and then reshape the mortal clay and so it's these two people one of whom is like historically, mythically viewed as, like, the ugliest thing in the world. They turn people to stone just by looking at them. Which, fun fact, was a gift from one of the gods so that men wouldn't harass them. Like, people leave that bit out all the damn time because men write (laughs) stories too much. Like, Medusa's head is above, like, grave sites and things as a way to ward off assholes and grave digger, grave robbers. Like... That's amazing. It's fucking amazing. Like, Medusa's so much more interesting than... Any people who write stuff shallowly give them credit for. So yeah, the story is about Medusa and Galatea helping their partner Narcissa transition. Because yes, Narcissus uh, is trans in this one. Because is it vanity to look at yourself, or is it like cool to question what you want to do with your body? 
Yeah, and there's a big, <laughs> like, monster fucking three-way, and it's... Yes! I'm really happy with it. Like... You should be! Thank you! I feel so good! That sounds amazing! Thank you! I worked really hard on it. Like, it, it went through several versions, like... I did like at first the idea that uh, Medusa's eyes don't... Like, Medusa's face doesn't turn women to stone, and then it was doesn't turn people that find her attractive to stone, which I think is also a cool riff on that. But we eventually came up with the idea of the threesome, so it worked better to do, like, turns people to stone once, and then if you take the panacea, the, you know, the cure-all, then, congrats, discovers that you actually only get turned to stone once, because normally that doesn't revert. So yeah, there's also this kinky aspect that Medusa's been dating Narcissa this whole time uh, in these biker leathers with a full helmet. And just kind of like kinkily wearing blindfolds and stuff. Because they couldn't see each other That's face great. to face. This is great. I'm really happy with how it's turned out. There was one thing we had to cut, unfortunately, for time, which was the idea of like Medusa in full biker leathers with a helmet and everything. And her tail just goes down into a single big goth boot. It's <laughs> entirely like being worn as like a sock, just like as a hat. I love it. It's I, I love the idea of an entirely pointless boot that they carry around for fashion reasons. Yeah. Like, I'd that do that if I had a tail. very good. <laughs> oh, where can people find your very good work online? Thank you. Uh, my stuff can be found... Oh, hang on. Let me get it another tab. Damn it, I got all this stuff ready for the Nectar stuff, but not for myself, because, again, uh, <laughs> running theme... We're here about you! <laughs> I don't know. I'm the one who messaged you guys. I didn't know what you'd be up for. Uh, let me see. I really should make a link tree. People, I've seen a lot. You really should. They're helpful. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people with those, and it's like that looks like a way to do this. <laughs> someone, someone called me out because I I made a tweet about my gay podcast, and they were like, "Why isn't your gay podcast in your link tree?" And I was like, "Fuck, you're right." <laughs> <laughs> so now it is. Awesome. All right, there we go. So my Twitter header. I I don't like Twitter, but it's also the easiest one for me to use, and it's like not anti NSFW yet so it's like i don't i don't like it <laughs> but also i need to use it like fuck i don't know i have a pillow fort now we'll see how that catches on have you, you guys heard of pillow fort i've heard of it um passing that's fair it's it's like do i want another social media but at the same time it's like it is pro filth so woo? that's good and there is like a five dollar entry fee so in theory, mm. yeah, right? Because that means that if people are making clone accounts just to bother you, they have to pay every time. Ah, oh. right. And I think that's hilarious and how that should work. Let's True. see. So, yeah. uh, I don't mind that. So, you can buy the books that I have made and published and stuff with cool people at shop.dragonhide.pro.uk. That's hide like H I D E like leather because my partner also makes some leather stuff and that's on there. My podcast, which I feel weird for saying on someone else's podcast, is My Never Trans Toro with my friend Sam Orchard. It's very good. Thank you. Oh, oh, God, you listened to it? I did listen to it. Ah, well, thank you. I'm glad you like it. <laughs> uh, and that can be found at patreon.com slash transtoro, T-R-A-N-S-T-O-R-O. Uh, and my Instagram is where I post most of my comics. Uh, Instagram.com slash genderquest is where I post my comic stuff. And then I've got my own Instagram, which is more kind of photos and... I don't know. I don't know why I've split them into two, honestly, but I'm here now, so... <laughs> what you gonna do? Uh, yeah, I have two Instagrams. Instagram dot... Instagram... 
twitter.com slash genderquest for my art stuff and mx.harry for photo stuff. I don't know. I, I post stuff when I feel like it and I'm very easily distracted. Adult ADHD diagnoses. Hard to get. Who knows? <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, and I stream on Twitch now on uh, Mondays, 7.30 to 9 British time. Uh, just me trying to do art or anatomy practice and get back into the habit because it has been like a year. Nice. Very nice. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for reaching out and being the first person to ask if they can come do this, which I'm so glad you did. Oh, thank you. Nice. I, I really wasn't <laughs> sure if it's a thing that people even do, like reaching out to podcasts without being like... Apparently it is. Like I knew if I was like, <laughs> and I'm not. I'd... I'm not saying that just because you did it, but because I have now done it too. So. Oh, awesome! So I think if we're if we're sinners, we're both sinners. Sin to I win mean, it. But apparently, it's normal. <laughs> <laughs> Let's normalize that. Like normalize reaching out to podcasts you like and be like, "Hey, you're super cool. Also, would you be interested in hanging out? Okay, mm. if no, though. <laughs> yeah. Let me on. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm sure that I I said okay if not though way more times than that. <laughs> the the way that you message was pretty much the way I message people when I haven't talked to them before, which is just like very polite, enthusiastic. I'm sure that you probably deleted some exclamation points. Yeah, yeah. There was so there was the initial messages, and then there was okay. Now it's time to type a professional email over the course of like two days. <laughs> no one, no one ever needs to be professional at me. Me, me so neither. I pre- I, I appreciate that you thought that was necessary. It wasn't. Yeah, thinking about it, As if lo- somebody professional <laughs> at me, I would find it more suspicious. Same. Like, I'm what's like- your website? <laughs> Audible.com, you say? Hmm. Yeah, well, if someone was professional at me, I would be like, who the fuck do you think I am? <laughs> like, what kind of weird-ass impression do you have of me as a as a cartoonist with, like, that needs to be treated that way? <laughs> like, no. No, no, no. This is three unprofessionals signing off. Yeah. Thank you for joining us again this month. Uh, until next time. I hope, I hope Thought Bubble is amazing. And have a I, I hope, too. I hope have you have the best time, time at T Bubs. Yeah. I'll I'll send pics. I'm looking forward to it very much. Aww. Can you start can you uh, start calling it Thoughty Bubs <laughs> and try and get that oh my God. to catch on Everybody for me, please? Everybody, no. No. I would love to do a spin-off that was like because Thought Bubble's very all ages. I would love to do a spin-off that's like Thought Bubble. Yeah, that I like that. Exclusively NSFW stuff. I would call it I would call it Thought Booby, because I'm stupid. <laughs> that's it. Show's over. <laughs> Good, because somebody just started mowing the lawn outside my window. <laughs> wow, I can hear it. That's loud as fuck. Yeah, that's bad. All right. <laughs> so I'm going to start talking to, 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 to Harry Ann. I don't know how much of this is going to end up in the podcast. Oh, that's good. Was... I was worried it would just be me. Yeah. Who <laughs> didn't, yeah, didn't yeah. know so... the future. No, uh, so... Um... First of all, I think this should go at the end of the podcast, um, but we'll make that note to Joe externally. I wanted to give Harry and that context. Yeah, Joe, sorry for causing trouble. <laughs> you are you are. For totally what it's worth, fine. you can have more opinions on old now. <laughs> it's a really wonderful movie. 
you you are totally fine, Harry Ann. Um, I just wanted to have a, a discussion about something that you said that made me angry. <laughs> that is fair. That is fair. Like, oh my god, it was such it was such a queer mood as well. Receiving that message uh, while I was at work, I, being like, I, "Hey, I have feelings about this thing you said," and I was like, "I think this took a lot to say." And and Casey's there like, oh god, did I do something by saying a thing? Are they gonna turn into an evil? And I was like, I need to answer right now and say, this is a great idea. You are correct. <laughs> so that no okay. one's there at home like watching the screen because I'm about I was about to go to work for like eight hours. Oh my gosh. Okay, like, I, wow. I yeah, think you I need really to know now. It. I okay. So the the thing that Harry Ann said that bothered me was um, the marketing for. Um, uh, get your man, which was you were telling people it was like Yowie but good. I suddenly became, um, like the white knight of Yowie, <laughs> uh, which is like it. It really felt stupid, um, because I am white and not really a regular Yowie reader, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> like you know more about Yowie than I do, um. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, I can prove that so. if that's going to be part of the discussion. I <laughs> yeah, can share is... some gigabytes okay. of evidence. Okay, so I just wanted to record you listing off facts about Yaoi so that everyone knows. <laughs> awesome. Let's bald. start at now, Bora, and work our way out. Yeah. Anyways, like, <laughs> like I also think I think we should be clear that like the the statement is sort of like a little, I mean, racist. Um, and I think. And I, I messaged you with that feeling, and I think I did that because I thought you were cool and, like, that you would respond, like, positively to being, like, told that. Um, because I, of course, didn't mean it in a mean way. <laughs> no, I, um, I absolutely I absolutely took it uh, the right way, because uh, the way that you meant it. <laughs> because, not the right way. I, I, I absolutely heard it the way that you wanted it to be heard, because... Yeah, it it was there like the first reaction was, Oh yeah, I did trivialize the genre. That's a that's a good point. We didn't really have a discussion about Yaoi that had warranted, you know, talking about the tropes, so it just kinda came out of nowhere and it just sounded like I was shitting on an entire genre, which is never a good thing. And and then it got into the races and I was like, Oh my god, that's a really good point because like <laughs> yeah. this is specific to a specific culture of which none of us belong. And so I was just walking in there, be like, you know what's dumb? All of Yowie. It's like, <laughs> no, that's a terrible thing to say. And also, it's very wrong. And see, also, not my opinion. Yes, see, exactly. I yeah, I had this totally niggling feeling that you did not feel that way. <laughs> like, in No, truth. exactly, exactly. Like, I knew Sorry. you were just being flip in, like, an advertising way about your... And, like, here's what I assume you mean by that. You mean, like... Uh, that get your man is like yaoi, except lacking some of the like uncomfortable, problematic edges of it. Like that's that what is you it mean. exactly. Yes, yes, exactly. Like and it's like still short. Like the way I describe it at conventions that I didn't describe in the podcast for some reason. I think I was just being swept away by talking to people because it's been so long since I spoke to people who I don't already know. <laughs> Meeting people? When does that happen? Yeah, no, it was work? a super fun talk. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm I'm glad you remember it positively, regardless. Yeah, of this. I do. 
yeah, it, when I describe it at conventions, I say it's short, light, romantic stories with sexy results and <laughs> a bright, sparkly art style. Like there's glitter on the front covers of the books because it's so sparkly and rose covered and all that jazz. Because that's the bits of Yaoi that I really enjoy is the bonkers level of commitment to romance, oh, what, what, romance and like fantastical romance. Like mm-hmm. even between someone going to a coffee shop, there's like sparkles and the clouds part and roses appear behind people for no reason. And that level of like drenched in sugar is so wonderful mm-hmm. and yeah i love that but yeah I, I it was more wanting to talk about the tropes of the genre which are not present in get you man itself uh yeah. such as they're not at high schools they actually like each other there are condoms <laughs> involved if you can believe such a thing so yeah that's that's more what i was going for if you wanted to have a lengthy discussion about Yaoi at some point, or a girthy discussion about Yaoi at some point, I'm very <laughs> available for that. Because you do, I mean, like, it is a... I also oh had God. the impression that it's something that you love. Oh, yes, absolutely. Like, yeah. Yaoi is, like, one of those musical genres that you find very hard to sell other people on, in mm. that all they know of is is the stuff that gets joked about. Yeah, I we totally get um, it, yeah. But you're there like, no, I've listened to, I've read all of the bad, and here are the good, please read the good. Also, the bad right. aren't as bad as you think. <laughs> Some of them are, but really not all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know the one, um, I didn't get a chance to bring this up when we talked about it first, and I think, I think we've accomplished what we've needed to accomplish here, and we can like wrap this up right now, if, if you are cool with that. Yeah, sure. I mean, okay, I'm off work but... tomorrow, so however long you want to talk, however short, it's all good. But um, feel free, yes. But... Which one Which one might I have heard of? I'm, I'm interested. My roommate, Carta, is obsessed with this one um, that is about these two boys, and one of them is a champion. I think he's a wrestler, and he has this disease where his penis is shrinking yes i know this one and the other one makes origami to calm yes, itself exactly. down exactly. okay so oh, he, it's so he, good the only cure for his penis shrinking would show up like on a drug screen and he can't give up wrestling obviously and the mm-hmm. only other treatment is like prostate stimulation and his best friend just happens to be an origami champion and so he's so good at articulating things with his fingers that it falls to him yes it's so good that one also has this um wonderful level of unnecessary realism that is hilarious that is he goes to not necessarily an endocrinologist but a sex therapist and Mm -hmm. she comes out in this dom uniform when the origami friend is meeting them and describes the issue, and she's like, couldn't you massage his prostate? And she's like, oh, you could not afford that. And <laughs> I'm a professional. <laughs> and there's like, they, they reappear in later chapters, and there's a whole thing about uh, her so doing not, wait, adult baby only, play with somebody else. It's so good. His, his friend is good at origami, but he's also cost-effective. <laughs> yes, exactly that! <laughs> And oh then, like, they, oh, and naturally, they end up dating. It's a, it's a great fun read of them yeah, slowly anyway, so... kind of becoming more okay with each other. And they end up dating. It's like, so you know, you don't. 
I don't have to massage the prostate anymore, right? Because we're dating, and I don't mind if your penis gets small. And he's like, but I would! Please, keep doing that! What if you died or something? I love it, because I don't mind. What if you died? Okay. Anyways. There we go. We had our we had our yaoi discussion. Um, thank you so much, Harry Ann. Um, that's all right. I'm I'm sorry that I <laughs> I brought up feelings of rage and sadness. I did not intend to. <laughs> I know. Yes, I trusted that you did not intend to. <laughs> Yay! I'm trusted. That's such relief. <laughs> uh, and also, I'm sorry. I've I've basically made it take an extra month to get your podcast out because I oh, love this pause. That's, and I'm that's so happy not on you. It. I thought that's that was my you. fault. Pretty sure it's my fault. It's actually everyone's fault because it's everyone's uh, fault. I I was busy, and then Casey uh like moved several time zones temporarily. Mm-hmm. So oh, wow. we're 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 working with two different ends of the United States time zones, and then um. You know, a third. A di- another one, a third, a third there's freakish th- time. There's, there's th- <laughs> oh, wow. I, look, I have I printed out the time zone map of the United States, and it's our it's wrong again already. Like this isn't is it really? Well, because I apparently Chicago. App- well, apparently Michigan is in two time zones. I'm still trying to figure that out. Oh. Because not okay. according well, to, you know, according to this picture, what? it isn't. Yes. Well, um, in everything in case. America is fake. Time is fake. What? Rain. Everything <gasps> everywhere is fake. I know. I know. But like, <laughs> oh. the very concept, very concept of countries is fake. You know. We, but like, other countries don't. Rain. <laughs> other countries don't have uh, daylight savings time like we do. Yeah, that's because we're stupid. Right. That's what I'm saying. Is we're we're stupid and it fucks up the time. Because yeah, but other this... countries are stupid in way in different ways. Right, but I'm talking about us being stupid for having the the, the like weird time prison. You're right. I don't know why I thought that was a counter argument. Right. I'm <laughs> not. Also I'm got so much landmass. Like I'm sure Russia. Does so Russia much do goddamn time land. Because like that place is enormous. It is. it is. They must. Like <sighs> sunrise at one point of it is still way in the evening at another part of it. Like there's a huge expanse there. You can't be the only one. As like temporal <laughs> distortion. Yeah, it's I mean, why we can film Doctor Who here. Our, our timeline is stable-ish. <laughs> I mean, what is your time zone? Is it GMT? It's GMT. Uh, I think it's GMT or GMT plus one right now. Stands for general GMT morning is time. Like the the base we all we all stem from. Anyways, we should. I know. I have chrono privilege. It's. <laughs> It's a burden I must bear. Yes, that is what I wanted you to admit. <laughs> Finally, we got it. We got him. We got him. Oh, You're going. Time, uh, okay, gotcha. now we can wrap it up. We got him, Joe. <laughs> Y'all heard it. Okay. I suppose maybe this is worth pointing out that the Kickstarter that we discussed has closed. Oh, um, shit, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay, it's okay. Honestly, I... Did you make your I money? Didn't... Oh, yeah. Several times over, it was great. Oh, oh my god, I'm sorry, it'd be so funny if you were like, oh, it failed miserably. It the failed way you, by five dollars. The, the way you said closed, it sounded like you, you meant like the coffin lid or something. Mm-hmm. No, sorry, we we hit the uh, stretch goal to make the extra money required to pay for the paper shortage 
uh, price increase. Christ, between... thanks. Thank goodness. Ugh, yeah, I know, right? Wow. So we weren't, you know, dipping into our own pockets. And we also got four stretch goals for extra payment for the artists. Yoy! That's nice. That's awesome. Because Mama needs new shoes. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> Very genuinely got to go to the Doc Martin store and be like, Hello, it has been several years. Mama Please needs help new shoes. All, all the mamas in the book get new shoes. <laughs> new shoes for all the mamas. Oh, a lot of them but that it. Congratulations, that that's great. Thank you. I'm so relieved. And, yeah, um, shit. Yeah, obviously none of that is on you. I wasn't... Because I was just really happy to be chatting to people and to be on the pod... And it wasn't like a paid advertisement slot. I wasn't, I was deliberately not coming after you guys being like, hey, so the podcast is a, needs to come out by this date for this, this, this. Oh like, no. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to be that person because I, I, I it wasn't, uh, blah, 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 blah. I wasn't paying the Matheroys for a super shout out Jumbotron thing, you know? <laughs> it was just, do you want to talk about stuff? Great. Like, right. that's. That's what it was. I was super happy for the opportunity, so I, I didn't want it to be on you guys. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad it made its goal. <laughs> oh yeah, me too. Obviously. Also, I'm I'm flattered that you think that the podcast has uh, enough listener reach that it would significantly boost you. <laughs> Honestly, I was there like I don't I don't know. I genuinely don't know how many listeners there are, and so I was we don't like, either. Well, there's me and my friend AJ, and my friend AJ will be delighted by this. <laughs> Good. Hi, AJ. <laughs> Hi, AJ. AJ, thank you, thanks for introducing thank, me to this pod. Thank you for fully funding the Kickstarter, AJ. That was very chill of you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shall we? Shall we say farewell? Yes. I free you from this hyperbolic time chamber of pod. Yes. We've closed the time loop. We are all free. <laughs> thank you again, both of you, so much. No shaking, problem. Shout shaking outs to... audio hands on the way out. <laughs> yes, yes. You can close the door and then call me things behind my back. Don't worry, we're all good. <laughs> no, we're not doing <laughs> <No>. that. <laughs> that ain't us. <laughs> Until next time.